More and more kids are walking into classrooms with these toys that are called fidget spinners. Scholars Choice is a chain of educational toy stores, and they say the fidgets are designed to help children with special needs focus or cope with their need to be constantly moving. They also help children focus through their uh, thoughts and uh, stay calm. To find out if this is really the case or what her thoughts are on this, uh, we're joined by Dr. Jennifer Crosby. She's a clinical psychologist at the Toronto Hospital for Sick Children. Thanks for joining us, doctor. Hi there. So what's your take on fidget toys? By the way, I have one in my hand right now, and uh, to me, it seems like a toy. So you have to be very careful when we talk about fidget toys. It seems right now that a lot of kids are playing what are called these fidget spinners. That's what I have. Right. So these are the ones you hold in the middle, and then that actual object is what's spinning around. It looks a little bit like a traditional spin top. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that, that fidget spinners, the, the thing that's all the rage right now, is quite different than um, a different class of toys that um, are sometimes called fidget toys or fidget tools. Um, and one of the key differences is that traditional kind of fidget toys that, that can sometimes be helpful for certain kids. For those, the kids actually themselves have to move something. It's like squeezing a squeeze ball or sometimes um, it's wrapped around the bottom of a chair and they, they can shake their legs. Or traditionally there's things called wiggle seats that kids can sit on and allow them to wiggle. Mm-hmm. And these actually let kids release some actual motor activity. And ideally those those kinds of tools or toys allow kids to pay better attention to what's going on in a classroom because they're releasing a certain amount of physical energy. Or sometimes for some kids, it's giving them a little bit of sensory feedback. So you can get some sorts of um, things that you squeeze on them and maybe there's little balls inside um, and, and they get some sensory feedback. What's really different about those kinds of things that can sometimes be helpful and these fidget spinners, these mm-hmm. like spin tops, is that with this, these fidget spinners, the kids actually aren't doing anything. They aren't moving at all. What's moving is the object. Um, and they can be quite distracting because the point is is that, that these are a little bit more like toys. Kids spin them. They want to spin them on their desk or they're looking at them or they're moving them around. Um, and they really become more of a point of distraction. They don't allow the kids to actually pay better attention to what's going on around them. And more importantly, they're distracting, I think, for other kids or individuals who are also in the classroom. Yeah, Um, I've been listening to you right now holding a fidget spinner and trying to kind of put myself into the mindset of a kid. And, uh, you know, at times, although I am focused on what you're saying because I'm interested in what you're saying, I could find myself zoning out and then I could just hear the tone of your voice and kind of get lost in this spinning top-like thing. I can't believe anybody's falling for uh, the idea that this actually could help your kids in class rather than distract them. Yeah, I think that some of the claims specifically around these fidget spinners comes out of um, an idea that there are certain kinds of objects that have traditionally been used in classrooms that, that can sometimes be helpful. But as I say, the main characteristics for them is that they actually don't distract the child. They tend not to be that fun. And by, by doing the, an activity with one of these other kinds of fidget toys, it actually improves the attention to what's going on in the classroom. I mean, I think one of the other really important 
things to say is that um, when, whenever a care team, psychologists, physicians, psychiatrists, or educators um, make a recommendation for a child to have something in the classroom that's helpful, it's really specifically chosen for them with a, a, a reason in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's uh, agreed upon by the teacher, and then they try it out to make sure that it actually is helpful and it doesn't distract other kids in the classroom. And um, I wouldn't say that those fidget spinners are the kind of thing that anyone would ever recommend because it is quite distracting. And while there might be something that can be helpful, and teachers across time have come up with various kinds of tools that can help certain kids who are a bit busier or a bit more distractible in the classroom, um, these fidget spinners don't actually have any of the attributes um, that tend to be helpful for kids in the classroom. And I think they fall definitely more firmly into just being closer to a tool or, sorry, more closer to a toy than actually being helpful as a as an accommodation or as a remediation tool. There is, uh, in the CBC article I was reading, uh, there's a teacher in New Brunswick who uh, is not so happy about them. But a kid in Winnipeg named Cotter Peterson, he's been given permission to use his fidget spinner. He's 12 years old. He has misophonia, which I think has to do with, deal with uh, the uh, some sounds put you off. And it leads to anxiety and obsessive compulsive behaviors with him. He says that since he's been using his fidget spinners, he, he doesn't know why, but it makes him feel a lot better in class and he has to leave less often. Is this a placebo type of effect? You know what? I think that for any specific individual, and um, there could be certain individuals, as you were saying, like Connor, that it could be helpful for. It sounds like for him, it actually provides him with uh, a domain of focus. So for Mm -hmm. him, the object might be providing with him something that he can focus on, which allows him actually to focus on that rather than being overwhelmed in a chaotic classroom environment. But I would say that that's again, a case where a care team came together and, and decided that this object might be helpful for him. And he has a particular condition, and there was a rationale as to why this particular object would be helpful. Um, and so I think that's very much on an individual basis. I think um, what teachers are concerned about right now is that it's not just a single individual in a classroom who's using one of these objects, but lots of kids who are bringing them in, and they can be quite distracting. So I think that while it is possible that for certain individual children, there may be some benefit. I think that it's um, probably a a quite small percentage, and you would want to go through the the appropriate channels within a school system to allow that to happen by meeting together with the school team and putting it into an individual education plan. Um, And it sounds like his case is actually quite specific, so I wouldn't comment on that. And it is possible um, that for him it is very helpful. But by and large, making claims that these in general will help a wide range of kids who um, suffer from distractibility or inattention, Mm -hmm. I think um, is unfounded. There's definitely not any research to support it. Uh, fidget cubes, they're also popular. Any mm-hmm. better than a fidget spinner? You know, I haven't had as much contact with the fidget cubes. They're not spinning around as much. Um, the few that I have seen, um, um, perhaps they seem to be a bit big. Again, you don't want anything that's going to be distracting to the individual. I think perhaps the fidget cubes might be a little bit better. You could hold it in the palm of your hand. You could be kind of kind of pushing down on those while still looking at a teacher or paying attention. Um, so I can't say for for sure, yes or no. I would say that those with the fact that they're not spinning around and perhaps, you know, on your desk and, and drawing the attention of individuals, um, it's possible for, for 
for certain people, it might be it might be a little bit closer to kind of a traditional fidget toy that does actually have that kind of um, motor component to it. So you're actually moving your fingers, and and there's a little bit of sensory feedback. So I think the fidget cubes um, have a few more of those attributes. Um, but ultimately, um, until we actually look at it from a research perspective, it would be it would be hard to to say. And I think with the cubes, one of the key things is it's less distracting to other individuals. Mm-hmm. I think for teachers, what's really the problem here is is that kids are playing with these very much like a toy in the classroom and, and um, they're distracted, they're distracted individual has sure. them and other kids, whereas these um, cubes really would sit in the palm of your hand. And so if you had it in your hand and you had it down in your lap and you were perhaps pushing down on it or moving it around, um, it's unlikely to distract you. There's not as much visually to look at. There's definitely no noise or no wind being mm. created. Um, and another person, it's not going to be that interesting to another person because it's in the palm of your hand. So these fidget spinners, they're flying off the shelf of uh, toy stores right now. Are they just basically a cleverly marketed toy? I, I suspect they are. And honestly, not even a particularly fun toy. I mean, yeah. I've only gotten to see one or two of them um, when people have actually brought them in. And, you know, it looks very much like a spin top. And um, I suspect like all like all fads, this will be one that passes quickly. The only thing that I could see that would be fun about this for a student is I've got one and you don't. Until of most of the kids get them, yeah. it's it's not going to be, uh, when everybody gets them, it's not going to be as fun anymore. So it's right. the kids that can, you know, and I'm not saying that kids don't, there are not some there are kids that actually do need some sort of fidget paraphernalia, you know, but, you know, when everybody's kids are buying them at a toy store and walking in. Yeah, and I think that anything, you know, are traditionally um, the objects that, that can sometimes be helpful for kids, mm-hmm. um, tend to be more, they're not really toys. And I often hold up fidget um, toys, the traditional ones, not so much, not definitely not these fidget spinners to parents when I talk to parent groups and say, they're a really good example of, of a recommendation that's sometimes made. And for, for some, a small group of kids, they can be really helpful if, if chosen correctly and used appropriately. Um, but for, for other kids, they really just end up being a source of distraction and actually aren't very helpful at all. Um, and I think that with these fidget spinners, you know, parents and kids have really glommed on to the idea that um, that they can be helpful and they're using this as a justification to bring it into the classroom. But I sure. think it really is just another kind of toy. And because they're using this kind of excuse to bring it into the classroom, whereas I think traditionally, you know, teachers will say no toys in the classroom. Yeah. And I think you could put this into the same category. And there's a, you know, a very small exception of individuals who um, would have permission to bring them in. But my guess is, um, with the exception of a few very specific cases, it's unlikely that this kind of fidget object would be recommended by anyone um, for kids who have difficulty with attention or concentration. Dr. Um, Crosby, I uh, I got to leave it at that because okay. I've run out of time. And uh, I thank you for being on the show. Perfect. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks. Dr. Jennifer Crosby is a clinical psychologist, psychologist at the uh, Toronto Hospital for Sick Kids.